What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, everybody, J.J. Cooper, Carlos Colazzo here, another Baseball America Playoff podcast. We are talking to you. Uh, we're, we're talking to you in a morning after we, we start talking about sweeps because we do have the Rays have, have jumped out to a 3-0 lead over the Astros. The Braves have a 2-0 lead over the Dodgers. So far, we are we have we we aren't seeing, you know, we have still the possibility of seven games, but so far the trends have been heading in the other direction. Yeah. Carlos, I I mean, well, I you know, as far as that Braves Dodgers series, we'll start with that one. This is, I feel like the Braves wanted the, the key thing for them is they have two front of the rotation guys ian anderson i give you credit you know it wasn't his best outing but Mm -hmm. so far he's been that even if he is a rookie and max freed ian anderson after that they have kyle wright which gets a little shakier and after that they have game four which i think even as the pitcher goes to the mound maybe to be announced because they don't really have a fourth starter so to be up 2-0 in this series they are in as the best possible scenario they could imagine coming into this yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Braves definitely needed to be competitive and win. I think going into this, if you're a Braves fan or from the Braves perspective, you're hoping to win one of the two that Freed or Anderson pitch, and then you just kind of hope you can figure out the rest. Kyle Wright has looked better as the season has gone on. Uh, at times, his inconsistencies continue to just be really uh, mysterious, I guess. There's no real rhyme or reason to when he's going to be on and when he's not going to be on. But no, you're right. I mean, those two pitchers have been great. I think really what we talk a lot about the Braves kind of having those two starters and then questions after that, but I think really their bullpen has been really impressive. I mean, obviously at the end of the game, things got a little dicey and I think that kind of speaks to how you can never really count out the Dodgers and how I won't even count them out down 2-0. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they won back-to-back and made this a long series. Their team is just that talented, but the Braves bullpen is is really impressive. The Braves hitters are really good, and their defense is pretty solid outside of a couple Aussie Albies plays. So I really think they're just clicking uh, on the whole right now, doing everything pretty well. I mean, the at-bats they were taking yesterday are some of the better at-bats I've seen from them in the playoffs, I would say. I mean, they were getting deep into uh, the opposing pitchers' pitch counts. They weren't swinging at a ton of stuff off of the, off of the plate and out of the strike zone. I was just impressed with kind of the totality – uh, of the at-bats that the Braves were taking. But again, just kind of seeing how quickly the Dodgers were able to turn, what, like a 8-3, 7-3 lead and, and make it a ball game in the ninth inning. I mean, 7 nothing at one point. Yeah, it just shows you how scary that team is. Um, but hopefully, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rays kind of continued making work of the Astros. I would be surprised if this kind of continued in the Braves-Dodgers series. How about you? Oh, I, I, I'm surprised, but at the same time, I think the other thing we are seeing here is uh, coming into the series, this is not that the Dodgers are this 
the Dodgers were the best team in baseball this year. Yeah. They're not a whole lot better than the Braves. This is not a Braves team where you say, man, they lucked into this. You know, how did they get here? This is the Braves team that has been the best team. I, I know the Nationals won the World Series last year. Mm-hmm. That said, over a 162-game season, the Braves were the best team in the NL East last year. The Braves were the best team in the NL East the year before that. The Braves were the best team in the NL East this year. This is a really good team. The best lineup they've had in that entirety of that time. The bullpen, which was a massive weakness for much of the last year for them, is a now a significant strength. And even in that game yesterday, you're absolutely right. It came, it became close. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That said, part of the reason it became close is because the Braves had such a lead going into the ninth. Josh Tomlin is not going to pitch the ninth inning of a one-run game <laughs> yeah. for the Braves. That there's no scenario where that happens. Mm-hmm. They were looking to see, can we finish this off without having to turn to Mark Melanson and close it out? Mm-hmm. They, they lost that bet. They did not win that. <laughs> However, they did win the bet in a way in that Josh Tomlin giving up three runs and Mark Melanson giving up one in the ninth inning was not enough to cause a loss. Mm-hmm. They got the W, which... In the playoffs is all that really matters. And absolutely, I don't want to get ahead of this here because as I utterly agree with you that this series has a long way to go. A lot of questions about depends on when do we see Clayton Kershaw, who when we recorded this yesterday, Kyle and I, we didn't know Clayton Kershaw was scratched yet. Now we know that. When do we see Clayton Kershaw in the series? Do we see Clayton Kershaw in the series? Because if we don't see Clayton Kershaw in the series, all of a sudden the Dodgers still have a deeper rotation. But it yes. takes a massive hit when you lose the guy who's basically been the best pitcher of his generation. Essentially him, I, I would say that y- you have to say that, you know, him and Justin Verlander battled for that title. But mm-hmm. at least one of the top two pitchers of his generation who had a great year this year, if he doesn't pitch in the series, that, that, that advantage gets diminished significantly. No doubt. The thing about it is, though, is, is right now we're talking about a Braves team that you have a best of three wildcard round. You have a best of five division series. You have a best of seven NLCS. Here we are talking. They're two wins in in the NLCS, and they haven't lost a game yet. No, they've been very impressive. Those (laughs) runs don't happen in baseball very often. Mm -hmm. And if, again, we're not going to deal with this too much because we'll deal with it if it happens. But if the Braves somehow did sweep this this Dodgers, which is the best team in baseball, team yeah, has consistently and, and been there. Be if clear, that happened, like... <laughs> if that happened, we would then need to be starting talking about the where this ranks as far as again, we're not going as down that road. Yet. Runs, yeah. The other thing about it is Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman has done nothing to diminish the point that Freddie Freeman made during the 60 game season, which is that this is Freddie Freeman even at a at a better level than we've ever seen Freddie Freeman before. Mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman has been it starting pitching has been very good for the Braves. The bullpen has been very good, but Freddie Freeman so far is the difference in this series. Yeah. He's been phenomenal at the plate. He had a really good play at first base. I mean, just his ability to kind of do whatever he wants uh, in the batter's box. He can pull you for power. He can go the other way with authority. He can cover the entire play. I mean, he's just, I mean, simply one of the best hitters in baseball right now. And he's been one of the best hitters in baseball for the last several years. I mean, it's no surprise to say, and it's nothing, 
it's not super in-depth insight to tell you that Freddie Freeman is just a tremendous hitter, but no, it is, it's fun to watch him do this in the playoffs after the season that he had. Uh, and he's definitely kind of the catalyst, uh, or maybe not the catalyst, but the, the most important hitter in this lineup for them. We love prospects. So I do want to also ask you, we Christian Pache is going to play a much larger role in this mm-hmm. series. Now that Adam Duvall has been, basically dropped from the roster because of that oblique injury he suffered in a swing in game one. There's a couple of ways the Braves could play this. Joe, your Johan Camargo has been added to the roster. They could say, okay, we're going to put Austin Riley in left field. They could mm-hmm. say, you know, there's a couple of things they could do. That said, what they did yesterday, which I think is the wise call here, is they put Pache in center field, batted him ninth. He had a big double. He had some good at bats Mm. and, but the other thing to me that stands out about this, I want to get your thoughts. When you consider globe life field and how big it plays, having Christian Pache in center field is is probably, this is kind of the perfect spot for him to be playing because outfield defense, I do think is very important in that park. And Pache isn't already, we saw it. It didn't, end up doing anything as far as getting it out or anything. But Mookie Betts is on first. There's a single that Pache has to run what for is there almost immediately offline throw to third, but had a chance to cut down Mookie Betts going first to third. You don't cut down Mookie Betts going first to third on a single. That's not really much of a question about whether it's going to land. We're seeing already his defense in this series. I think that, you know, what, what did you see from Pache last night? Yeah, I mean, the defense is definitely going to be his carrying tool, and I think that it is the right call to play him. I mean, I don't see any reason why Camargo would jump into the starting lineup after being left off the roster initially. He has proven to just be a pretty bad hitter the last two years. Uh, I think with Pache, while you, you might not be expecting a lot offensively, you know you're going to have a premium defender in center field, and I think that's definitely the right call. I have been impressed with the quality of his at-bats, uh, yesterday he obviously had the big double, but just watching him take some of these pitches that are close on the edges, not, not really giving himself up. And I, one of the questions I kind of had coming into this is why didn't Christian Pache get more at bats during the regular season? I mean, he was on the team playing off the bench for a, a decent period of time, but was never really given regular time. He was kind of just a reserve would come in and play defense. Uh, it was just a bench bat. And with, with, ha- Ender Enciarte's offensive performance this year, I kind of expected that if you're bringing Pache up, he would get a little bit more playing time to kind of figure out major league pitching and maybe he's more comfortable if you do need him in the playoffs. But but I think he's more than held his own in the batter's box. I mean, the most impressive at-bat he had was when he entered after Adam Duvall got injured, came in with a one-two count and then drew a walk. I was really impressed with that. And I think he took another impressive walk later in that game. So I think we know what we're getting from him defensively. It's going to be exciting to just see him actually do that after we've heard about it and talked about it for so long, but he's not a zero at the, at the plate for sure. I know there was a lot of refinement that he kind of needed entering this season, uh, but he has some tools there. He has some raw power uh, and he obviously has some speed if he can find a way to get on base. So no, he's, he's been fun to watch and I feel like a number of the Braves top prospects or previous top prospects have, have shown a lot. Um, we haven't really talked about Austin Riley or Ronald Acuna. I don't know that we did need to go into either of them too much for this, but they've both done uh, impressive things defensively and offensively for the Braves' playoffs as well. Uh, the thing with Pache is, is we both have written up Braves, done the Braves top 30. Um, if you told me the Christian Pache of two years ago to now, 
couple of things stand out. One, he's bigger. He's bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, that's not just natural, but that's what he's worked at it. But at the same time, there's a maturation that you hope to see with a guy. It doesn't always happen. You know, there are guys who you hope that they're going to get bigger and stronger and it just never happens, but it has happened. Christian Pache. That's impressive. But the plate discipline development that he has done, the, the ability, like you said, to come in, the Christian Pache of two years ago who comes in on a one-two count is not working a walk. <laughs> it's just not happening. And to see him do that, if he has that, if he has even average selectivity and plate discipline with the strength he has now, Mm-hmm. With the defense and speed, the defense that you know you're going to get in center field, that's an excellent major league player. He doesn't have to be like if he continues to develop, he's one of the best players in baseball. He has that possibility. But if he doesn't develop anymore, his floor as a guy who's just that good, again, anything less than a 70 in center would be disappointing for him. Mm-hmm. He's the best defensive center field defensive prospect to come out in a couple of years to me Mm -hmm. if you're talking about top of the line center field defense average selectivity and by the way he can run into some homers that's a valuable player even if he never developed anymore and by the way he's young enough and he's shown the aptitude and the ability and the drive and determination to continue to get better if he keeps getting better then you're talking about something really special yeah, and he doesn't turn 22 until the middle of November. So he's still plenty young with plenty more time to figure it out, raise that ceiling and develop. But yeah, I know it's fun to watch for sure. Um, it's interesting. I feel like Pache and Ian Anderson for the Braves both have a real argument as their their top prospect at the moment. It's been uh, we're, we're, we're struggling with that. <laughs> it's but, a good problem to have if you're the Braves. They have two number sure. one prospects. For sure. You know, but so that's what happened in the first game. The second game of the night was also wild in different ways. We have yet another game where the Astros probably headed back to the hotel and inside the bubble last night, shaking their head going, how did we not win that game? At the same time, we also have a pretty simple answer, especially yesterday. The answer being the Rays made about five Great defensive plays. Yeah, five or six. I just watched the con- condensed game, and you could have a complete web gem, uh, web gem series with just raised plays in that game. It was tremendous. I mean, a guy like You're- me, I love the defensive side of the game. I love players watching plays. This was a tremendous game. If you like the ball and play and watching defenders kind of do their thing, it was phenomenal. So you have that going on there. And then you have on the flip side, Jose Altuve's struggles with throwing that have all of a sudden yeah. appear during the series. That was the game. You know, they, they had basically, he has a play. He has to make the throw that is never an easy throw. Again, like he, he had trouble on game two with the deep, the deep second base slash short right field throw. Mm-hmm. This wasn't that. This was the catch it, turn, throw to shortstop, you know, shortstop covering second base. They botched that. Which, and to that's be fair, you say it's difficult. It, it's also fairly routine. Yes. Oh, I, I don't want to make it sound like that this was an incredibly difficult play. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. It is, it's not a play that I you make as often. I don't think you meant that, but I just wanted yeah. to clarify. <laughs> yes. It's a play he absolutely should make. It was yes. absolutely an error, and it absolutely cost 
the the aftermath of that meant it cost the Astros the game. Mm. They're sitting there down 3-0. The first question I'll ask you with that is, what are the odds that you give the Astros of coming back from 3-0, acknowledging it's only happened one time in the history of basically of, of baseball in this scenario? I mean, I'm not an odds maker, so I don't really know what you would set it at, but they would be really, uh, they'd be really distant odds. I mean, and, and I don't want to talk about the Astros too much because I think the Rays are just a much better team. I mean, yes, they're a tremendously good team. They have no holes to speak of. They do everything really well. The defense, the pitching, the matchups, their offense has been great. I mean, they've just been so good. I think they're the better team. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. I would be stunned if the Astros came back and made this even competitive. I expect the Rays to finish this one off pretty quickly. They were arguably the best team. In, I mean, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, but after the Dodgers, you can make a really good argument that the Rays are the best team in baseball. And I think they deserve to be here. And they may be above average on a normal night, mm-hmm. above average defensively at pretty much almost every position around the diamond. Mm-hmm. Mike Zanino is not back there behind the plate for his bat. G-Man Choi is as acrobatic and flexible as a first baseman his size could ever be. Brandon Lau's solid, I would say more solid at second base, but he's really worked to kind of develop himself to where he may, you can maybe even go above average defense. Mm-hmm. Willie Adamez, no question at, at short. Joy Wendell, maybe at third. And then the outfield. The outfield is really good. <laughs> I mean, it's center fielders pretty much around the, you know, players who can play center field playing everywhere. How, how many teams can have Kevin Kiermaier leave the game because he got hit, he gets hit on the, you know, on the hand and you go, okay, so Manuel Margot, who by the way mm-hmm. is a good defensive center fielder. Yeah. We got to, you know, you, you got to play center, you know, you Hunter Renfro made great Hunter Renfro for a big guy is very athletic. He's better in a corner, but two he made great multiple places. acrobatic diving, sliding catches last night. Uh, that was really impressive. And, yeah, you hit the ball in the air to them, and you feel pretty good as a pitcher, no doubt. And and the other thing for them is, is this is really bad news for Houston. They've done this so far. They're up 3-0. Tyler Glasnow hasn't pitched in this series yet. Yeah. That's what I mean. They're just so deep at every position. Their pitching is great in the bullpen. They've got really good starting pitching. I just don't see a weakness. I don't see any reason to – to wonder if the Astros are going to come like I don't, that that really isn't a conversation that I even have thought about I think this one is over for all intents and purposes you think that's too strong I, I you know I am someone who goes into percentages I would give the Astros like 15 percent 10 to 15 percent chance yeah I'd probably take lower than 15 percent I mean 10 10 percent is pretty low but at the it same is. time it, it is possible again it's four games like mm-hmm. they I do think the Astros were better than their 29 and 31 record of the regular season indicates. I do think it is possible for the win of four games. Them winning four games against a Rays team that hasn't thrown Tyler Glasnow yet in this series, who is a better team. I completely agree with you. Is just a better team than mm-hmm. Houston this year. Those two things together, yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a pretty small chance. I don't want to make it sound like oh, I think the Astros got a really you know, they could really yeah. You know, no. I really hope I don't have to eat my words, but if the Astros do come back, I will I will come on and apologize to them. So 
Uh, okay, there's there's about a thousand ways I could have gone with that right there, but you know we're we're not a uh, we're not sports talk radio, so we're not going to go in that direction. Um, you know, but at, at the same time, you know that the other thing that I did, you know, that before we wrap this up, that I did want to just talk about a little bit is this Randy Rosarena. Man, he's been something, huh? Who, who do you just think locked been in? Best? Yeah, no, go ahead, keep going. There's locked in and then there's insanely locked in. And I would put him in the, okay, this is one of those, you, you don't have stretches. You don't have two, three week stretches like this very often in your career. That's where Randy Orozarena is right now. Mm-hmm. If you were to make a, a list of maybe the top three players this, this postseason, what would your, what would your list be? Do you think there are three obvious candidates? Yeah. Um, he would be number one. Yeah. Like, again, we're not talking about who's the best player playing in these posts. We're saying who's no, having who's, the best. Who's had the best performance, yeah. I think he's number one. Okay. I think the gap from him to next is pretty significant. You know, I mean, Carlos Correa probably is number two. Yeah, he's been tremendous. I mean, he's got a 14-26 OPS. Has five, he has five home runs. Wow. I is he an Anderson three? Uh, I don't know. This game, he was effective. He he got out of a few jams in this game. I think he might have gotten a bit lucky to escape with no no runs in this one. He was. I think you probably could find another arm. There's none that jump jump out right away. I don't know. He's been really good. It would be tough. I, I'm just going to read off his line now after three starts. Three starts in the playoffs. Yeah. He's 2-0, 0.00, innings, six hits, no runs, none earned. Yeah. Eight walks, 22 Ks. Yeah. That's a 0.894 I think, whip. <laughs> I think this last appearance is honestly kind of bringing me a little bit too far down because he did have all those walks. But yeah, that's really impressive. He only allowed one hit yesterday. The fact that he's allowed just six hits is really impressive. You might be right there. <laughs> I'm pulling off the pictures really quick to see if anyone else jumps out. But man, that, that is really good. It's hard to be better than that. The problem you're going to have is... If we're talking about just performance, like like I said, not not best players. I mean, I, I do think you're right. Not allowing a run in 15 innings. I mean, I think he set... I don't remember what the specific record for rookie pitchers in the postseason was, but I think he's got a couple of those It's, it's basically, I think, him and I think there was a stat of him and Christy Matheson. You know, yeah, but, I think you're right. I think it is him. So that's that's a pretty good top three. You know, okay. we we could be potentially seeing our final day of doubleheader baseball in the LCS today. We have, you know, we have two games again today. We'll see what we'll see if the Astros can, can, you know, can keep the ALCS going or if the Rays are going to finish this off. And the other Mm -hmm. thing, if the Rays finish this off now, that means everyone rests and recovers. You know, if you're, if you're the Rays winning a best of seven on seven days and doing it in four, would be crucial. I, I know there are off days in the World Series, but a, a best of seven, if you go seven, you're going to tax your bullpen. You're going to tax your starters. Not having to do so. If Tyler Glasnow only has to pitch one time in this series, that is a big deal going ahead for the World Series Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be fun. It'll be fun to watch again today. We've had a fun series so far. I know it's, you know, we haven't had back and forth as far as though it's a two, two series. We have had a lot of fun games so far. Mm -hmm. I hope you're enjoying as much as we are. Yep. So for Carlos, I'm JJ here on the baseball America playoff podcast. So long everybody. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 